Shut up and sit down. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to He Said, She Said on WGUR 95.3 The Noise. I'm okay. Hey guys, we're live now on WGUR 95.3. This is He Said, She Said coming at you live. We're a few minutes late today, but no worries. We got a huge show for you guys. Um, As long as I can make sure I'm on air before I start talking again. Um, Yeah, I got Jen to my right. We're back. We're ready to go this week. We got a big show in store for you guys. Got a lot of um, college basketball to talk talk about. We're going to dedicate this one to college basketball. Um, I think that's an appropriate way to go over the next. Probably two, three, maybe four weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's college basketball season, if you didn't know. Um, it's a great time of the year, the most wonderful time of the year, in my opinion. I think Jen would agree. Uh, well, I think my favorite time of the year is college football season. But <laughs> Okay, okay. It, well, March Madness is a very close second. It's a second. very close second. It's competitive. It's, it's. I mean, it's the best thing ever. I mean, it gives you an excuse to, I mean, like, we need one, but just to sit around and not do anything. Uh, yeah, it. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really like. It's probably my favorite sporting event. Like as good as the college football playoff yeah. is, and as good as um, college football as a mm-hmm. whole is, college basketball this time of the year, really starting right around right after Christmas when college football season wraps up, is really when I start really tuning in and getting yeah. into it. And that is the best time of the year, I think, for sports because you have it's so unpredictable. You have something on literally every night or just about every night. Um, weekends are are packed full. Monday nights huge. Wednesday nights are huge. Yeah. Tuesday, some Tuesday nights, Thursday nights are huge. Yeah, it, it it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be crazy. Duke Carolina this weekend. I'm already yeah. I'm already excited. I'm already ready to get the bad taste out of my mouth from last night after Miami <laughs> walked off on Carolina. Well, that's a perfect way to enter into our retweet segment yeah. because that's my first retweet I wanted to talk about. I actually didn't really watch too much of it because Miami was doing pretty good when I wasn't on ESPN. Um, so I switched it to Fixer Upper and. I was like, well, I'll go to sleep and I'll just see how it ends in the morning. And then my brother was texting me like, did you see the ending? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm a grandma, so I'm asleep by like 10 <laughs> o'clock anyways. But it's like, uh, yeah, like that's what Twitter's for. But yeah, so just what an awesome way to end the game. It was, a, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great ending. It's You can't ask for much more. Yeah. I mean, I could ask for a little more for Carolina to get a stop and or you know not the stop at the end but a stop at some point carolina defensively is gosh awful and i don't understand why but did you see the uh filter that was on uh unc's campus this morning no i did not see the filter. on snapchat sorry my boyfriend was calling me um my i think my brother retweeted it yeah it was from barstool miami that was a snapchat filter wow UNC's that's, that's unnecessary but Ugh, I'm just glad it happened in North Carolina now and not four or five weeks from now when they're yeah. in the national championship game against Villa. Anyway, that's a bad memory in and of itself. But, yeah, I'm glad it happened now, not in the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, whatever. If it's going to happen, I'd rather it happen now than in early yeah. April. And I think any college basketball fan would agree with that. You'd rather get have that happen to you. If you had to pick when it happens now than in the ACC tournament or in the NCAA tournament where – it's over for you if at that point. Well, I mean, and as as if UNC needed any more motivation to go out and pretty much like destroy Duke this yeah. this coming up weekend is I mean, UNC just got upset on their home court. So, to go and travel literally 
a five dollar Uber ride down the road. To, Is it really a five dollar Uber? To, ride? Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that on Saturday night, that five dollar Uber ride might be closer to fifteen or twenty. Oh, I, oh no, without a doubt. I mean, I just know from experience from football <laughs> season, but yeah, just go down the road to Durham and just whoop Duke. Well, hopefully whoop Duke in the butt. <laughs> well, Duke's coming off a loss too. They lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah. When was it? Last weekend, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, except so. for the Miami one is a little more recent. A little bit more close to home for you, I can see. But um, gonna well, move. and I'm like not really like too into like I I enjoy Miami basketball. You're by, but it's like basketball and like I or football like, and like I feel like you're by Miami basketball the way I am by UGA basketball. I'm gonna cheer for them. I like them. Yeah. But it's not like I'm just like I I know they're historically not great. Yeah. And I'm behind them when they're good, but if they're I'm not gonna watch you if they're if you're bad. Yeah. Well, like I don't really have a diehard team that I'm like if I like if they don't win this like my whole life is ruined kind of thing. Like I'm I don't really have a particular team that is like that now. For women's basketball, it's a whole different story because I grew up playing basketball. I grew up wanting to play for Pat Summit. And when I didn't grow another inch after sixth grade, I knew it wasn't happening anymore. So I just became a diehard Lady Volunteers fan. So I love women's basketball. I will be a UT Vol, at least women's Vol, until they really would just make me mad. See, I'm, I'm just, when I watch it, I'm here hoping UConn doesn't win. I just don't want yeah. to UConn win. Well, you, UConn's not the only undefeated team. Mississippi oh, really? State's is still oh, okay. undefeated. Right. They're 30-0, I think, and UConn is 29-0, I think. Okay. Um, those definitely two teams we'll see in the final four. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely, probably the championship. But yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what's your first retweet? Um, well, I'll stick to basketball. Um, I'll go with co- saying college basketball as well. Um, UGA basketball. Um, like I said, I don't follow UGA basketball super closely, but I am a fan. I do yeah. like to go to catch a UGA game every now and again. Um, but Ashton Hagen's the number one point guard in the 2019 class from Newton, right down the road uh, in Newton, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, he decommitted from UGA Monday. Georgia had the number one class. They had a kid from Shiloh. They had a kid, and him. They were the two guys headlining the class, and there were a couple yeah. other guys that they were, Georgia was trying to get in, get in on because these guys were there. But he decommitted from Georgia. He's the second, I want to say, top recruit Mark Fox has had decommit in this recruiting cycle. Um, there was another guy in Metro Atlanta who I think ended up committing to Virginia Tech. Um, he committed on, like, like if he commits committed, like, tonight by – in the morning, he had decommitted. Like, he decommitted within a spell, within less than 12 hours. Why? I, he just felt it wasn't the right decision for him. I don't know why. But why do you think Mark Fox has lost two recruits already? I don't know. It's kind of disturbing, and I think they're feeling the urgency that Mark Fox is on the way out. Yeah. Is what they're feeling, I think. But, um, I mean, Ashton Hagens, and then he announced he's going to reclassify to the 2018 class. So that would have only made that yeah. class even better. Um, and it's just not a good situation in Athens for Mark Fox with him, with Kirby Smart doing what he's doing and getting these freshmen and getting guys in, and then his inability to get guys in. But he's playing with, you know, Kirby Smart's got kind of a stack day. He's got the money. He's got the, rec- yeah. the recruit, you know, the recruiting budget. He's got the people in his corner. Mark Fox kind of came in with, um, I don't, I'm with, you know, he came in under, under man. He, mm-hmm. he kind of had a knife in a gunfight. If you yeah. want, if you want to be just real about it, but that's still not really an excuse to not turn the program around and not to take the talent that you have there and that you've developed. He de- he deserves credit for Yante Mayton, um, for guys like that who he brought through and brought mm-hmm. up and and made and helped make the players they are today. Um, but there's still no excuse for not making the tournament when you have a guy like Yante Mayton who's 
probably going to win SEC Player of the Year. He was preseason Player of the Year. He's probably going to be Player of the Year in the SEC. If he's not Player of the Year, he's going to get a ton of votes mm-hmm. for the for the award. So that's a bit disturbing for me. Yeah. And, and but I think I think he's beginning to see the red flags. Mm-hmm. And he I think he very well could recommit to Georgia depending on who they hire as the next head coach. And that's another story for another day. Who who do we want to be the head coach at Georgia? We want a winner, I think. Well, yeah, and then you also have to think about, I mean, like, who who would their options I would go, be? I mean. I would go to Durham and get Jeff Capel. I would try to get a guy, an assistant from a staff. You're not going to get shock smart you're not gonna get oh no you're not gonna get somebody like that to, to flip. shaka is texas's sweetheart right yeah now. you're not gonna get somebody <laughs> to flip teams and, and come to you like that the way shock is smart even though he's at a mid-major and you're probably not gonna get a mid-major with a good job to come you know come do yeah. that um unc wilmington i forget who their coach is he's a roy williams disciple he's not coming to uga from unc wilmington where he's probably going to have a say in the north carolina job whenever it comes open um there are a lot of guys like that that you can think logically and try to target. Um, Greg Marshall mm-hmm. is one at Wichita State. I really like Greg Marshall. I kind of want him to be Roy Williams next, uh, or the guy next behind Roy Williams. But um, I'm just saying who's viewing our show. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I kind of would, wouldn't mind Greg Marshall being next behind mm-hmm. Roy Williams at Carolina. But there, you got to kind of get your list ready uh, and start looking at who you think you may want. And I think um, there's a short list of guys that, that sit on benches now that aren't head coaches but assistant coaches, like Jeff Capel. Um, I mean, Bobby Hurley at Arizona State is yeah. one that you make a lure away. He's the head coach out there now. Um, but, I mean, without off the top of my head, those are a couple of names. But, yeah, it, Mark Fox's time in Athens I think should be winding down. If yeah. he gets one more year, I wouldn't be – it wouldn't be crazy to me, but if he gets one more year and then just kind of replicates what he's had the past few years, it, I'd be shocked if he's not out. And how long was he there? He's been, I mean, he's been, been there. there for six, seven, yeah. eight years. I mean, it's the same way with Dennis Felton before Mark Fox and probably the guy before Dennis Felton and the guy before yeah. him. Um, because, I mean, Georgia was successful with Tubby Smith. Tubby Smith took the Kentucky job. And then from there, it's just been kind of the same mm-hmm. old rut that they've been in. Even And aside from the one year with Dominique Wilkins where they go to the Final Four, it's been the same old for that for Georgia basketball. Mm-hmm. Just kind of the same old, same old. If you get to the NIT, awesome. Get to the NCAA tournament once every so often, but it's not a regular thing. I think at Georgia, you got to start trying to – your football is so good that you've got to kind of help your other sports catch up. Baseball is beginning to turn around under yeah. – um, I think the coach's name is last name Strickland, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, baseball is beginning to turn it around. And, you know, you have a pretty good softball program. Gymnastics is always really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but basketball can be another moneymaker for you. If yeah. It doesn't have to be great. Just get in the tournament. Just get in the NCAA tournament. And that's the big thing for me. All right. Sorry. I have a in-real basketball game tonight. Uh, getting the game plan together. Over playoffs. There. Getting the game Just trying together. to make sure we have some subs because I might die on the court tonight. <laughs> um but, yeah, so my next retweet is actually a text message from my brother. I think I might have favorited it. Um, but the University of Miami just made a new hire to their defensive Ooh. staff. Um, Atlanta Falcons defensive assistant Jess Simpson is expected to be named Miami's next Whoa. defensive line coach. Do you know where Jess Simpson is he, from? Yeah. He coached at Buford for seven years. Yeah. And to have grown up just down the road from Buford, it's so awesome. I mean, because, I mean, Miami gets a lot of guys from yeah. the Atlanta, yeah, Georgia really area. That's and a big pool. And if they know Atlanta Falcons football or if they even know Buford football, they know that you know, this guy is good. So, 
it's going to be good. I mean, because Miami had just lost Coach Cool to Alabama. Okay. He is now Alabama's defensive line coach. Stop giving guys Alabama. Well, money talks. Stop helping. Stop helping them. We're, we're not trying to. Let your, let your dollars talk louder. Well, and I think there. it was really disappointing because he was he was a Miami alum. Like he okay. played at Miami, so I mean there were a lot of guys who were disappointed because um, obviously he's going to go play for Nick Saban, you know. No and loyalty. That's just like rude. So, but I'm excited to see what Jess Simpson um, does. Obviously, he's getting paid more than he was at the Falcons. <laughs> so that's pretty. But cool. that's what happens when Miami's a, a private yeah. school. They yeah. have the abilities to do that but yeah so that's that, my that's pretty cool yeah i, I like that um i'll my, be excited to see him with manny with manny diaz so. yeah that's pretty cool i think he's yeah. gonna climb the coaching ranks pretty quickly because of the success he had we kind of like rush probes i think if Ru- rush probes i don't think wants yeah. to get into college football um but if he did i feel like he would he could land a head coaching job and he's probably what in his 60s i would say mm-hmm. i don't know how old he is exactly i have both of my roommates actually went to school in colquitt county but um yeah but I, I think he's probably, he's probably in the 60s at least, I would say, and he could probably land a head coaching job for a few years before he um, before he decides to hang it up and quit coaching because of just the name and the, the acclaim that he has and whatnot. Yeah. But for me, uh, my last retweet, um, uh, it's a Yahoo report, and this was really it's really funny to me. I never thought about this, but, you know, in, in, in the NBA, the whole, there's a whole analytics boom in professional sports, and everybody wants to use the advanced analytics, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Well, there are supposedly some NBA teams that are – using quote-unquote reverse analytics to create worse lineups to help them tank like tank and get higher draft picks that's like that's cheating i mean no it's not because analytics are, are legal and i'm but still i am personally a fan of getting every advantage you can get be it in recruiting in free agency be it in a game itself if the officials are gonna let you wrap your hand up in a guy's jersey um, do it if they're gonna let you push a guy down and go get a rebound. Do it. Um, I'm personally a fan of getting taking every competitive advantage that you can take. Yeah. Um, and so if you think that you're a team that ne- needs the top pick, and you know you believe that, like the Hawks. And, and yeah, if you and you want, you know, there's a guy you like up there, and you want to increase your odds of being able to go get him, or increase your odds of being able to package some picks together and maybe get two lottery picks. I'm talking to you, Hawks. I don't see why not. And I mean, there's there's one guy that we, that I think we're both thinking of that has his team doing this is Mark Cuban. Oh, I mean, yeah. Mark Cuban. If it's being done, I would not doubt that Mark Cuban, if he didn't think of it, has been employing. Was one of the first to start employing it and doing it. It, it wouldn't surprise me in the least to know that. Yeah. Um, especially with the him getting, being in trouble now for saying that they were tanking yada yada. Um, but yeah, I just found that really that's an interesting tidbit to me that. You're gonna. I mean, I, I get it. I but get I feel it. like it just kind of takes away from. And I mean, but is like NBA really even competitive at that point anymore? Like, do you just stop? I mean, that's playing? why. That's why Mark Cuban got fined. That's why they want to institute a tournament to make to for the draft lottery. See, and I think the tournament would be a good idea, and doing something more like of a seeded rank, like we were talking yeah. about last week. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the seeds, and based on the your seed position you make it in the tournament or you don't make it in to the tournament from yeah. there. kind of like doing it like march madness almost exactly yeah i um, agree but not everybody deserves to be there <laughs> but i just Sorry. i find that really interesting that that was an interesting yeah. tidbit to me but um that is but yeah that's i think that's all we got for retweets but we're gonna step away in a second we'll be back talking some college basketball got a lot to talk about there so be sure to stick around um and check that out here in just a few minutes uh, I 
What's up, y'all? It's Judah and the Line, and you're listening to WGUR 95.3. The, the Noise! So, 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 don't, 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 wait, 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 pop, 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 me, 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 to get on. Do you love WGUR? Do you want to bring your love to a whole new level by sponsoring your local campus radio station? If so, please email wgur.sponsorships at gmail.com or visit gcsuradio.com for more information. All sponsorships are tax deductible and help WGUR bring you new music and quality programming each week. Arcadia on the River provides cottage-style housing to students with sizing options from two to six bedrooms. Residents at Arcadia on the River have access to facilities such as the study lounge, pool and spa, workout areas, campus shuttle, and pet-friendly walking trails. More information can be found on-site at 478 Oconee Bend in Millersville or online at arcadiaontheriver.com. Metropolis Cafe in Milledgeville is a proud supporter of WGUR, offering a unique combination of Greek, Mediterranean, and Indian dishes. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 10 p.m., and Sundays from 11 to 9 p.m. Metropolis is located at 138 North Main Street in Milledgeville. What's up, guys? We're back. This is He Said, She Said on WGUR 95.3. We're actually back this time for all you guys on Facebook Live. You got, me, you got to hear me go through that whole little spiel. Only to have to say it again because I forgot to click a button on the computer. But nonetheless, we're here and we're talking about the NCAA's recent, yeah, whatever you want to call it, debacle, Shindig. scandal, um, mess, exposition, bringing to the light, whatever you want to call it. We're here to talk about it now. Um, and we got a lot to say about it, I think. I yeah. Think we're going to let this take up the a good bit. We got about an hour-ish left with you guys. Yeah. So we're going to try to let that eat up a little bit of time and really sit on that because it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. So I kind of like just broke it down for everyone um, just because I was kind of confused. There's, there's a lot going on in this. Um, and some of it is more, now that I'm like really looking at it, some of it is more serious than others. Um, but basically, Andy Miller and Christian Dawkins... Um, Dawkins is facing three three yeah. counts of wire fraud and um, conspiracy for money laundering, and they have the a I think it's ASM agency. Yeah, this, <clears throat> excuse me, the sports agency. I can't I forget the guy's name who is in charge. A- ASM. Andy Miller. Andy Miller. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, yeah, just kind of I guess I don't I'm not gonna say went off the books cause, books because he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, but basically all the docs were published by Yahoo Sports last Friday about everything that was going on, the players, the coaches, or the players, the coaches, the teams that are probably going to be facing implications for this or who are being investigated or had been. Um, But the biggest names really who are being looked into obviously was Miles Bridges Bridges from uh, Michigan State. He went and had lunch at Redwood Lodge. Um, Unclear if they paid for lunch for his mom. It, okay, I what, what I, I don't think this is a big deal. <laughs> what I understood was his mom went and sat down with an agent, didn't really like what she was hearing from the agent, got ticked off and left. Okay, so, from this report, the mom. Okay, they had lunch at Redwood Lodge. The mom was allegedly given four hundred dollars. Allegedly, allegedly given four hundred dollars. But Miles Bridges was cleared to play. He paid forty dollars to some charity. So charity. I think that like counteracted. I, I don't know something but. balanced because the the amount of the lunch was forty dollars. Yeah. yeah. So I think that he was just like 
trying to Offsetting clear it. Offsetting and saying that he, okay. Yeah. Money came out. It was him paying. Okay, that makes sense. So, but, and then Wendell Carter from Duke kind of went through the same situation. Um, Colin Sexton also was another guy. Was, yep. Was in the, Colin the, Sexton and then Kevin Knox. The lunch brigade. I'm going to start calling with, them the lunch brigade. They had lunch with Dawkins, though. Like, these guys actually had actually lunch with Actually sat down with him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Benny Boatwright and Eric Davis. This is more serious to me than I think the guys having the lunches. Benny Boatwright and Eric Davis from USC and Texas both received loans of $1,500 and $2,000 from this agency. Okay. And I think if you're receiving a loan from this kind of sports agency when you're in college, yeah. is kind of... They, I mean, they gave walking on of, the edge a lot of people. I know Markel Fultz got a loan that I don't think he ever paid back. Yeah, because I was reading some of the document. And they said beside his name, it said something like bad loan or bad experience or something like that or don't loan anymore or something like that. Hmm. So apparently he was slow getting it back, never got it back. I don't know, something like that. Um, Dennis Smith also took a lot of money. Um, Fred Van Vliet, another guy mm-hmm. who was a Wichita, was at Wichita State last year. He's in the NBA now, I believe, um, or in the D League at least. He took money, a lot of money, um, but Dennis Smith was the most egregious yeah. example because when a guy like that goes to NC State, a program traditionally not, you know, not great. Last year they didn't have a lot of prospects of going to the tournament. A lot of people scratched their heads. They thought, why is this guy? You know, he's from mm-hmm. North Carolina, so it kind of made sense. But why are you going to go to the lesser of the three schools there that you could go to, or the least of the three schools that you could go to there? Um, and so, I, yeah, it, with Dennis Smith taking that money, you know it was from... And his was partly, though, with AAU, wasn't it? Um, his I was partly from, like, so. with the AAU coaches. And this is how deep this is. I feel like I've read a ton about it, yeah. and I still don't have... That's why I had to do research yeah, on this, because I was full, like, if we're going to yeah. talk about this, I don't know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I still don't have full heads and tails of everything. Like, it, that's how deep it is and how yeah. much is swirling about it. But I think Dennis Smith took money from the agent that ASM sports agency mm-hmm. but the money came from Adidas. Yeah, and see but then that's where I'm like mm. And that's where this is getting getting sticky too yeah. because there are also these agents who are paying these guys but the money's not coming necessarily from the agent's pocket but coming from a shoe or a sports manufacturer an Adidas, a Nike, or whoever um and they're telling these guys to go to a school that wears Adidas or go to a school yeah. that wears Nike, and it's just funny to me to know that they they gave him money to go to an Adidas school when Dennis Smith he's a kind of he's a shoe free agent right now, yeah, and he's wearing Curry's all the time, yeah, and so it's just it's it baffles my mind to know that you're gonna sink this much cash into a guy who can change his mind like that. Well, yeah, and like Brian Bowen from University of Louisville, mm-hmm. who's now at South Carolina, yeah. was. His family was funneled allegedly a hundred thousand dollars. Allegedly, allegedly, but it's an Adidas school, and I would not be surprised with everything that Rick Pitino yep, and this whole true. school has been going through. It would not surprise me at all. But then he transferred to South Carolina. Has he been cleared from the charge? I mean, I, I he's been I don't know. He's been cleared to transfer. He can't play this year. Right, he can't play until twenty nineteen yeah, January. But he's been allowed to transfer i think he's at south carolina so that means yeah. it's good for that program to at least have him there but well, i mean he's sitting the bench sitting the bench yeah but i mean i personally don't think he should be punished and all these guys who did not directly take money their families took money but their names are just attached to it 
I don't think they should be punished at all. And that's where it just gets kind of sticky because, I mean, if they knew about it, then they need to be punished. But if they didn't, like, yeah, if they didn't, and it's just their parents being can't greedy. Stop because you didn't know about. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, to be completely honest, and just seeing this, and I'm like, not, I didn't see it firsthand, but like, just knowing how some parents can be, they get greedy when their oh, their yeah. kids are in the spotlight. Oh, yeah. They're they're taking ball the ball family by a chance. Ask ask, uh, ask Cam Newton. Yeah, his dad took all that money from Auburn. Yeah, um, and it's. There's there have been numerous probably numerous, numerous yeah. Cases. So I mean like I wouldn't be surprised if some of these parents are, hey yeah I'll take a hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah I'll take a hundred yeah I mean yeah. that's fine, but let's not tell let's not tell Bill or it's, whoever it's like that episode of George Lopez where he has Carmen's uh, boyfriend who's the yeah. D one athlete for football and baseball I think and he he takes all the free stuff from one of the recruiters. Because he's gonna influence him to go there, yeah. but then another recruiter comes like, "Oh, you guys are such and such alums," and they're like, "No, this guy just gave it to me for free." And then he finds out he's academically ineligible. He has to go play. Anyway, just watch George Lopez. It's, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It's great. You'll catch yourself waking up at three a.m. a low rider playing. You won't oh, know yeah. what happened. It's it's my it's my middle school years basically. Oh, but, for sure. But, anyway, but back it's just to like, our topic. But like, it's just kind of like a sticky situation because, I mean, it's easy enough for a player to be like, "Well, yeah. I didn't know about it." When they really did. I agree. And, and yes, it's hard to stop your parents, but if it's kind of like the say something, see something, say something kind of yeah, thing. And I it's agree. like, hey, coach, I just need, like, I need you to know this and I need help with this. And then you get a lawyer and you help figure it out with your parents. It's as simple as that. Your name yeah. is cleared and then your parents are caught red handed and they're the ones who are being greedy yeah. and taking advantage of you. You know what? I, all this you money. know what? I don't understand. This could have been easily avoided if they had done one thing. If the companies, ASM or whoever, had just said, okay, we're going to give so-and-so a payday advance. Mm-hmm. Give them the money in a check. Say that's their check. They did extra work, whatever. Then they just say, it's a personal loan between me and so-and-so. You can't stop me from giving someone money. Yeah. But it's just now, like... It, 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 is, it does look fishy, but you can't stop me from personally giving someone money. Yeah. No one can. But... Here's here's my question. If the, regardless of players took money, players didn't take money. Here's my thing. First off, let's everyone stop sitting around with our mouths open, feeling like this is just this big travesty and this hasn't been happening before. Yeah, hundred dollar handshakes have been the norm for mm-hmm. a while. Next, let's remember that all of this is alleged when it comes to a lot of these players and a lot of their parents as well. Alleged ESPN, Bill Walton got on there and gave this big condemnation speech of all these guys for doing this and saying how college basketball is ruined. If this ruin is what you define as ruining college basketball, it's probably been ruined for a while in college sports in general. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I don't think it's, I mean, I think it's like the bigger guys who are like, I'm coming for a year. I'm only yeah. playing f- because, and and I want. I almost wonder if they should just get rid of the the one and done thing and just go straight to like LeBron was, or at least make the D League a de- an actual de- or the G League, excuse me, an actual developmental league. Yeah, is I think that could be an answer. There are a lot of answers here, um, but that's kind of like my first beef with this. Is acting like this is a big thing that we just didn't know had. Yeah, this stuff hasn't been happening. Like. You know Cam Newton took money yeah. when he was, or his parents at least took money when he was at Auburn. You know, there have been little bits that should have told you that hundred dollar handshakes 
are not out of the ordinary. And then let's stop incriminating people before we know if they did it. Yeah. But here's my thing. If this is happening in other sports, why hasn't it come out? Because, because with the, the F- basketball, it's like insane. But Because the FBI, I guess, just hasn't decided to say we need to investigate that. And I get why the FBI is in it. Some of it's probably state-funded money. Yeah. And so it, it makes sense that the FBI would be involved. But I just have a hard time with people just sitting there with their mouths open, with their hands up to their mouth, wondering, wow, wow we didn't know. What? Wow, this is crazy. What's going on? Yeah. I have, a, I have a hard time believing that. And then secondly, with the, show, the whole Sean Miller thing, I'm, to kind of jump around here. Sean That's Miller, what I wanted to close on. Sean Miller would have been my head coach last weekend. But I'll, I'll save it until the end if you want to close on it. Well, no. I mean, but okay. what, what I was saying is, he, I mean, he's pretty much fired at this point. I mean, they decide his fate tomorrow. You you can't. It's alleged. Once again, allegedly. But if Arizona needs to cover their butts, then. Allegedly. Still, allegedly. You, but, I mean, the, the board is going to go with whatever their gut is telling them. Like, or how, how much trouble are we going to be in if it comes down and. How, how if it comes down to this i just i just personally okay this is me once again probably not the most ethical thing to say i'm a fan of taking every competitive advantage whether that be paying some kids whether that be wrapping your hand around a guy's jersey pushing a guy down to get a rebound holding on the offensive line whatever it is i'm a fan of taking every competitive advantage i like dirty recruiting i like kirby smart leaving quay walker's visit to go visit otis reese and then taking both of them i like that that it's cool it's it's gangster it's awesome to be completely honest i love coaches that do that so this kind of begs my next question and we're almost over we almost probably need to take a break here in a second but this begs my next question we can this may be a two segment issue (laughs) what's wrong with paying college players Actually, let's start that with our next segment because right. I could go on. I have like a whole thing on. All that, right, we're so. gonna step away and take a quick break. When we get back, <laughs> we're, Jen's gonna answer my question. We're gonna talk about that for just a minute. So stick around. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is he said, she said on WGUR ninety five point three. We're back, still talking college basketball, still talking the recent scandal that trickled down from over the past couple weeks and last weekend, especially when a lot of stuff really broke. So. um before the break, I posed a question to Jen. She has a laundry list of answer, of reasons and answers, I think. Um, but I said, what's wrong, inherently wrong, with paying college players? And so, I mean, I have my argument. I want to hear what her argument to that is. Okay. So, first of all, okay, we had the NBA players speak out. We had LeBron James and, yeah. Car- and Carmelo yeah. Anthony. Yes, Carmelo Anthony had the right to speak out, but LeBron James, who has never been to college never played college ball whatsoever i don't think has any reason to speak about this because he did not have to go through it yeah he because didn't. he didn't play at all in it and i think his opinion is kind of i mean like i hate to say it but it's kind of irrelevant in this at this point because he never had to go through it so i think all these nba guys who are really successful now and had to go through the one year or however many years yeah, of college basketball their opinion is legit yeah, and and I, LeBron, who's gotten all the success, literally straight out of high school to wherever he was, it's fine with me. I mean, and not or it's say, like not to say either path is more right than the other. I don't. Yeah, think. no, I don't think it is. I just don't think he should have weighed in on it and said that the NCAA yeah. is corrupt. Because who are you to say 
something is corrupt if you've never had to deal with it before. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, it's almost kind of like one of those things if you've never been through it, don't really talk about. I it. really wanted to hate on LeBron today, so that's just yeah, my I can whole tell. day. I mean, yeah, I'm not the, I'm not a big LeBron fan. I get why he's a big. He speaks out. It's become the new splashy thing to speak out. Yeah. Do with that what you will. Don't shut up and dribble. <laughs> but, yeah, do with that what you will. I think LeBron does a good job of speaking out, and he gets the point across without finger-pointing, doing whatever you want to say is bad. Um, I think he does a good job of just putting the of saying what he needs to say and saying, even if you agree or disagree, just saying it. I think he's a very good very good at that. Yeah, and except for he's never been through the NCAA stuff, Okay, so. like, I never said he was always right. I just <laughs> said that he was good at putting it out there. But, regardless. Back to the original question. <laughs> What's wrong with paying players? I just want to Okay. Know. So I I think they should be compensated. Yes. I don't think they should be given actual checks. Okay. Like, okay, so so bear with me with this idea, okay, because we have like our Bobcat cards, okay? And now you can't buy tobacco or alcohol okay. using your Bobcat card. Okay. Okay? And you can't withdraw money. From your Bobcat card. Like under an ATM. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, you can go eat. You can use that at grocery stores. You can use it at CVS. You can you can use it for your essential things. Now, I think you could give them an allowance that month or for that month and say, this is what you have. We're helping you with your groceries. We're helping you with going out to eat with your friends. Yeah. We're not paying for strippers. We're not paying for your booze. We're not doing any of this other stuff. Because I think when you hand a player a paper check, you open up they the think yeah. dollar dollar bills, okay? And it is like freedom. Like I, I mean, I know you get paid. You get a you get paid with a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And when that hits direct deposit, you're like I'm buying everybody in this bar drinks because I'm rich. For the record, I've never said that. I understand (laughs) that I am not rich when I'm. Well, no, but like you know, you know, you know that feeling when you get get your direct deposit. Okay, direct deposit hits. uh, Yeah, it changed for me. I think it's Tuesday nights now. Direct deposit hits on Tuesday nights. That's so weird. It's weird. Yeah, direct deposit on Tuesday nights. But when the direct deposit hits, you feel pretty good. Yeah, and you're like unbreakable. You know what I'm saying? And so I that week anyway. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much until you go grocery shopping, but. Handing these players a paycheck or just a check in general is not the answer. Handing them a card, like a Bobcat card, or, yeah, you have your student ID, so why don't you just funnel that put, that, put that money on the student ID where they can't withdraw that money and they still have control over what they're spending it on? Because how wrong would it be for NCAA to hand these players a check and find out a week later that they went to the strip club? Yeah, they can... Take it to you know. That's to, unethical yeah. to me, and that's just not right whatsoever. And I, I would not be okay with that. But compensating, compensating them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you're paying for. I mean, a lot of these guys are on full ride scholarships. Yeah. A lot of seventy five percent scholarships, which I mean, that helps a lot. But a lot of these families don't have a lot. I agree. And to help out with their groceries, yeah, for sure. But I don't believe in the paper check or or hitting that direct deposit or any or anything like that compensate them give them some grocery money let them go out go out and eat with their friends but no paper checks please i like that i like that's my beef it's like some guys can't afford to go out and have a hamburger with their girlfriend or go out and have uh, you know have a burger with their teammates or other teammates or whatever the case is 
and that's no fault of the players. And they're going in there and they're putting in work at essentially a full time job. Yeah, athletics is a full time job. It is. Um, and so I personally think, yeah, I agree. I think those guys should get compensated. To steal a quote from one of my favorite movies, The Dark Knight, when the Joker says, "If you're good at something, never do it for me for free." Yeah. And that could never be more. I mean, Isaiah, free. if we were going off of that motto, we'd be getting paid to talk on the radio since that's our a, sophomore that's year. A good point. That's a good point. <laughs> But, we need to talk, Debbie Gr. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk. But I mean, I personally think the only when people when you ask a lot of people, I, that's been like my going question. That I've asked a lot of people when talking about this, like, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, well, the NCAA rules say. Well, when did Mark Emmert's mouth become a prayer book? Yeah. When did he become God of what is right and wrong? There's nothing inherently wrong, like you said, about compensating these guys in some way so they can go to Kroger and get them. A couple extra pack, uh, twelve packs of Fanta. Or there's yeah. nothing wrong with giving these guys some money on a student ID or on a card, a special card or whatever, that says that they can go to Wendy's and get a hamburger after yeah. after practice or whatever. I personally am and like swipes for the max, like yeah. for their calf, like be like, hey man, we got you the swipes, like we, I mean, and because. I don't know if you've know, but like the max to go eat there is nine dollars and seventy cents, something like that. It's expensive, but it's a buffet. I mean, you get to eat all you the stuff much, you want. Yeah, you get as much as you want. So like even giving them swipes too, it's like, so we got you covered. But I think having the card, you're monitoring them, so you still are keeping tabs, and you're not just letting them blow all their money away because then that's when it starts to get into more legal issues and it gets really fishy, and that's where the NCAA can get in a lot of, like, legality troubles and stuff. And, I mean, I even think if you're a guy, you come to school, you stay for four years, and you come from a family that's well-off or can afford to give you Mm -hmm. things or whatever, and you don't use all your money on your card, okay, at the end of four years, or when you give up your eligibility, if you go one and done and leave, when you, at the end of that time frame, you can do, like, the same with our Bobcat card. You can write a letter or go see somebody or whatever and get your money get the money yeah it was given to you to use so i don't see why or if you choose you can just donate it back to the university yeah to give to someone else or give it to someone else yeah i personally i like that idea i didn't i thought you were going to go against compensation and so i was gonna have a, no i'm a for okay. compensation i'm not for paper checks okay all right i, I mean i i agree with that I don't, I don't think you can just give guys paper checks and because that kind of opens the open season on it as well yeah. with with you oh I'm well here we can give you this much money well here we can give you this much money yeah if the NCAA kind of sets a cap yeah on the amount of money these guys can get and I'm not even saying don't let these guys don't even make it so because I know with our Bobcat cards we can't use them it like Hibbit or something like that right I know a lot of these guys are getting the merchant apparel and stuff for you know for free they're getting mm-hmm. Nike gives it to them or Adidas or whoever but instead of that being the case or even if that is the case. I'll give these guys money to where they can go in their bookstore and buy a shirt, yeah, a pair of sweatpants, whatever. They can go in the local Hibbit, the local Academy Sports. They can go in the local whatever. Now, some of those sporting goods stores, obviously, you have to wear there's the guns, there's yeah. different things like that. But see, like, and I don't think even with your Bobcat card, like, make that make yeah, that a make rule. Make the card thing yeah. a rule, but no firearms, gu- um, firearms, alcohol. tobacco, alcohol, anything like that whatsoever. But I mean. I'm going to write a letter to the NCAA. Let's Can I co-author the letter with you? <laughs> yeah. Mark Emmert, listen up. We, we fixed the problem in, what, 20 minutes here? Yeah. They, it's taken them how many years to get this right? And we yeah. fixed it in 20 minutes. But Well, I mean, just because, like, I know what, 
I mean, stuff that happened with Miami in the 80s yeah. and stuff like that. I know what can go on when there's outside money being played with and stuff for players. They're buying firearms. They're yeah. they're buying all the stuff that is going to be getting them in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, in Miami, it's so easy to – I mean, anywhere it's so easy yeah. to get a firearm, and we're not going to talk about that today. But but just to keep these kids out of trouble – but this way you're still giving them money so they don't feel like they have to go in and – and steal a bag of chips underneath their sweatshirt or, or anything legs, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on that one. That one's a Miami joke for life. <laughs> or, or, you know, sell drugs. You've seen numerous guys get yeah, exactly. selling drugs. You know, things like that. You you don't want guys to feel that pressure. And then I know they're the, there's the school of thought that says, well, they're getting a free education. And my argument is, no, that's not right. Because if you or I want to go out, and get a you know we, we go to say we get a full academic scholarship so we get a free education yay but let's say we want to go out and get a job yeah we can still do that that's still yeah. within the we can still do that and have time to do that and maintain a social life and be normal and you know take care of yourself yeah. yada yada get sleep and do things like that these guys are working a part-time job on steroids essentially a full-time job with athletics yep um they should be if you know they should be compensated yeah. with something more than because if it's okay for me to do, why is it not okay for them to do? Exactly. And my other, my other, my last point before a break here, probably, um, for a lot of these guys, they're majoring in college basketball, majoring basketball, yeah. football. That they're gonna go to the next level, and that's how they're gonna feed themselves, feed their families. Seventy something, I think the stat is seventy something percent of people who go to college don't work in the field they major in. I mean, yeah, 75% of people, no matter their degree at this point in their sales. time, go into sales. That's yeah. why Georgia College has Geico on campus all the time and doing all this stuff because we're not sitting here talking about sports because we want to go to work at Geico. We want to do something else with our lives. I agree. My mom just texted me and said she likes your idea, Jen. So. Ah, thank you, Mrs. Smith. Yeah. She, That's what uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, she's a big fan. So. <laughs> thanks, Mom. But uh, thanks for listening, Mom. That's a big, I know big that deal. means so much. My my parents aren't listening right now. So, <laughs> but um, but I mean, if seventy some percent of people don't go into the field that they major in, these guys, a lot of these guys, not all, but a lot, are going into the field that they you know that they want to do. They're going into basketball, going into yeah. football, going into whatever the sport may mm-hmm. be. A lot of these guys are. So why would we not? Why would we not reward them for? kind of having a clear clear vision, clear focus, knowing where they want to go. Yeah. Um, and that's my thing. And then moral, the moral dilemma of it with mm-hmm. guys like Laramie Tunsil. You remember Laramie Tunsil, Ole Miss mm-hmm. tackle? Ole Miss offensive tackle took basically took money so his mom could pay her light bill. Oh, really? Took money from a guy, I forget what the amount was, but took money so his mom could pay her light bill. And that, you know, I don't think there's a human being on this planet that, you know, has parents and really loves their parents that if that's the case, that them leaving because they had a little job that they could help put money on the yeah. light bill or something, if they're leaving home, they're not going to be able to work, and a guy says, hey, you know, my mom's about to get her lights cut off or whatever, a guy comes to you and says, hey, I can give you $5,000, take care of rent, light bill, water, whatever, especially if there are siblings at home for, for a certain person. I don't think there's a person in the world that, that cares about their family, siblings, parents, whatever, grandparents maybe, that's not going to take the money if, that's, if it's a, that drastic yeah. of a case. So, I mean, don't punish these guys for... Doing things like that, taking it for basically getting compensated for their work, right? Because you're not going to ask somebody to come in and mow your lawn and then say, "Oh, well, let me tell you about this real quick." Yeah. Um, that's not going to cut it. Uh, and you're not going to ask someone to, you know, not going to ask someone to prioritize staying within the confines of this organization's rules in order to 
not getting a little bit of trouble in the way mm-hmm. in the long when in the long run keeping taking care of your family is the n- most important thing. Right. So that's my two cents there, my bit there. But yeah, I like I like the idea. Jen is in here spitting fire tonight. So uh, we're gonna step away. <laughs> Hopefully, take- I can do that in my basketball game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna step away and take a quick break. But when we get back, uh, we still got college basketball. Gonna shift to a more um, a lighter topic, maybe, uh, which is March Madness. Uh, March uh, Madness yeah. is right around the corner. Tomorrow is March. Um, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. So stick with us, and we'll be right back. What's up, guys? We're back. This is He Said, She Said on WGUR 95.3. Still talking NCAA basketball, but going to shift to the tournament. Got a lot to talk about here and not a lot of time to do it in. Jen's got to get to that uh, big basketball game. It's the playoffs. So yeah, yeah. Jen's March Madness. Playing campus uh, Catholics tonight. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm Catholic, so don't hate on us. Okay. Well, <laughs> you got hopefully, who are you playing with? Delta Sig. Okay. So it's Delta Sig and Delta Zeta. And freshman year, we were Greek Week champions in basketball for co-ed, and we crushed it. And I couldn't walk for the next week because my legs hurt so bad, okay, well, but we crushed it. Good so. luck in uh, your March Madness conquest. Thanks. And, but we're going to talk about the other March Madness. Yeah. Um, well, first, let's talk about the new NIT rules really quick and get yeah, those out okay. of the way. So let me get your thoughts on these. So the NIT is experimenting. This is like the fourth or third year, third or fourth year in a row where they've experimented mm-hmm. with new rules. Now, I don't know how well this is going to work out. There's four new rules that they're going to – or five new rules that they're going to implicate or for the season experiment with. First, the three-point line is going to be extended for, um, a foot and eight inches back, which is where they play international basketball okay. at, okay, which is, I think is farther than NBA. Is that – that's deeper than the – no, it's a, I thought it was a little shorter than the NBA line because they always talk about Carmelo Anthony being able to shoot international threes, but it's like a, a pull-up jumper for him essentially. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it, – It just confuses me. Um, because they've added so many lines mm-hmm. to basketball since I've played. Um, the next one is the free throw lane is going to be widened from um, 12 feet to 16 feet. Okay. So, which is the NBA regulation. Um, instead of two 20-minute halves, they're going to be four 10-minute quarters, which is how women play right now at this point. Um, which, wasn't it like, what was it? Because it used to not be two 20-minute halves, did it? it the women switched to the four quarters. Qu- Last season, maybe? Yeah. I think. Um, no, it was like two or three seasons okay. ago. Okay, well, was, recently they switched to the two twenty minute or yeah. four 10-minute quarters. But I think men's has consistently been at two 20-minute halves. Yeah, so I don't really know how I feel about the four 10-minute quarters for men. But also, let me th- riddle you this rule. Teams will shoot two free throws beginning with the fifth foul of each quarter. Yeah. So if it's going to be four 10-minute four quarters, once you hit five fouls in that one quarter... It's like the bonus. Yeah, that's that's why a lot of people are fans of going to the quarters. Yeah. Because um, it, the foul counts can reset. Yeah. And so you can't get basically penalized for having a lot of fouls early or, you know, not or being, you know, down, you know, playing a close game, really good game. And it's a one possession game. You miss a shot with, you know, eight seconds left. And but you've only fouled four times, three times yeah. in the quarter or four times in the, in the, or in the half. Excuse me. And so then you have to foul three more times. Well, if you're playing a good team and they run something good to get the ball in, yeah. you may not get three more fouls in eight seconds. It's just the way the cookie may crumble for you there. So yeah, I I like that aspect of the rule or possibly even – I personally like two 20-minute halves because it separates college basketball from the NBA, yeah. in my opinion. And even though the game's shorter, it separates college basketball. I would not be opposed to saying inside of the last, I don't know, Four minutes or three minutes or maybe even two minutes, um, you're shooting the one and one on the 
I don't know, second foul or the third yeah. foul, maybe the fourth foul, and then after the fourth foul, it's two shots inside yeah. of two minutes in the second half. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a rule change like that, per se. I mean, two, it takes away the hacker, whoever. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, oh, this guy can't shoot. We're going to hack him because you're going to give him free throws, and if he shoots a large amount of free throws, hopefully, as a college basketball player, yeah. you can make some of them. And then the last rule is the shot clock will reset to 20 seconds after an offensive rebound instead of the full 30 seconds. I like that as well because it speeds the game up. It makes the game progress a little more quickly. Um, but then what do you do if they get another offensive rebound? Do you go down to 10 seconds? No, you keep giving them 20. 20 seconds is fair. It's an offensive <laughs> I think rebound. 20 seconds is fair because women, it's 25. Okay, all right. I know women's basketball has done a lot with the rules, and I know they don't have a 10-second violation, right? There's no 10-second no, violation. because of the shot clock. I thought they took that away from the men's too. Mm, there's still a 10 no. second violet. They took the five second count out on the dribble. Oh, yeah, okay. So there, you can't get a pick up, basically, you can't pick up a five second call if you're dribbling in men's yeah. basketball. You can just stand there and hold it to the end of the shot clock. Not really a fan of that. I, I'd rather see them make, make make them move the ball. Yeah. I, I like to see, I like to make them move the ball. I know. Them. I think it's so boring. It makes me so mad when people just sit there and dribble. Because and I'm mean, like, I'm not paying. 20 bucks to come see the game for you to dribble. I didn't pay 40 bucks next weekend at the Big East tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch them dribble. Yeah. Um, but I, I like what the NIT is doing. Spice it up a little bit, make things a little bit different. Um, a little more, give, gives you a reason to watch how our team's going to adjust to the wider lane, you know, or is it going to affect post play? Um, yeah. Post players catching the ball with the block being a little bit further out, maybe another dribble out for some guys. Um, yeah. Is it how's it going? How's the three point line going to affect the shooting? Is it going to make? Are they going to shoot it the same clip because they're used to shooting from out yeah. there? A lot of guys are shooting deeper now. Or is the percentage going to drop? I think that's very interesting. I know one year the NIT it was either the NIT or either the Big East Conference experimented with a sixth foul. Um, I think that might have been NIT because okay. the NIT no one really cares too much about because they've obviously been experimenting yeah. for the past three years. I will probably watch a little bit of the NIT tournament yeah. to see how it goes so I can at least have an opinion on oh, it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's my thoughts on it. I, I like it. The wider lane's going to open up more driving lanes, yeah. I guess you can say. Um, I'm a fan. I think it's – Yeah. I think, any, you know, the NIT matters, but it doesn't – an NIT championship is doesn't hold the same weight as an NCAA championship. Right. So – I think it's okay. I, I'm okay yeah. with them messing with the rules a little bit, playing around with some of the stuff that's been talked about. And if it works, we can bring it over to the game mainstream. If it doesn't work or people don't like it, nothing lost. Right. You know? No one no one really lost anything except for the teams, I guess, that lost in the NIT tournament. Yeah. <laughs> but. Let's talk about who's heating up. <laughs> I Kansas has been pretty strong yeah. of late. They won the Big 12. They figured it out with a short bench, a shorter rotation. I think they play the best small ball lineup. In college basketball with uh, Savima Kailuk, uh, Devontae Graham, LeGerald Vick, Azabuke inside, and um, the transfer from Ole Miss, who's in that, Malik Newman. Malik mm-hmm. Newman, um, he transferred from Mississippi State, not Ole Miss, but um, Malik Newman as well. I think they play have the be- one of the better small ball lineups. Uh, Savima Kailuk, uh, Devontae Graham, LeGerald Vick, when he gets hot, all three of those guys can really, really shoot it. Um, mm-hmm. Malik Newman can fill it up when he wants to or when he gets going. Um, Azabuke does a good job. He's a more athletic rim yeah. protector does a really good job in the paint of keeping things out and just finishing around the rim got a pretty soft touch and does a good job on the glass so i like yeah. him um i'll tell you another thing i, I and tell me what you think about this i think this can happen keep an eye out for those sec teams i know there's what eight or seven that are probably going to be yeah. in an eighth possibly ninth on the bubble um 
But I think one of these four teams can make a run. Mizzou, A&M, Tennessee, or Florida. Yes, I like Tennessee. I think one of those four teams can make a run. Mizzou could possibly get Michael Porter Jr. back. And they're already... I thought they for sure had him back. They said Notre Dame for sure got their they got Bozzy Colson back, who I also like in the ACC tournament. Yeah, to pos- they're the ten seed, gonna have to play two extra games as opposed to a Virginia or a Duke or one of the top four seeds. But don't count them out. Crazier things have been done. Uh, ask UConn, yeah, uh, in the Big East the last few years they were there. But I mean, Mizzou's getting Michael Porter Jr. back or could get him back. I think he's gonna play at least a few games. Um, Hey, Texas A&M, getting there, they were very, very, very bad to start the season. Now beginning to look, beginning to look like the team that, that people thought could win the SEC outright yeah. um, late in the season and could make a deep run. Uh, Tennessee, pleasant surprise for a lot yeah. of people. Um, and then Florida, when they make shots and get out in transition and, and shoot the three, they're pretty good. As we they saw, killed it, Alabama yeah, last I, Yeah, I watched that <laughs> for most of it until I flipped over to – whatever else was on yeah. when it got late. I mean, Alabama missed 19 straight. It was bad. It was offensively there. I had to not, turn it off. I couldn't even watch it. It, was, it got ugly. I can, I can tell you that. It got Mostly ugly. I just don't like Florida basketball. But I mean, that's another very, very, very good point. But, um, I mean, Virginia, another team I like. Michigan State. I like Mich- Michigan State. If I had to pick someone right now, and you said Isaiah, pick someone to win a national title, Michigan State's my pick oh, right yeah. now. Um, I really like them. Like Miles Bridges, I think um, he could potentially be a Hulk. If, yeah. it, if it works out, he could be a Hawk. Um, I like Jaron Jackson as well. Um, they got a nice youth of experience. or I'm sorry, a nice mix of experience and youth, uh, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that Tom Izzo knows he's been there, battle-tested, season guy in March, knows what he's doing. And then also Wichita State um, and then Notre Dame was my last team. But Wichita State, they got uh, Landry Shamit back. Um, Shaq Morris, Connor Frankamp um, can all play very well. Frankamp can fill it up from outside. Shaq Morris holds it down inside. Um Landry Shamit, they say it could be a lottery pick this year. So, could be one of those guys to watch out for, yeah. a Donovan Mitchell-type story, I think, with a guy you thought, you know, he's pretty good, but going to go maybe later into the lottery and could really give somebody a boost that's a fringe playoff team come come uh, this summer when the draft hits. But, yeah, those are my, my teams that I like going into March and into the conference yeah. tournaments. Um, I really like NC State, and I really like Virginia Tech because – NC State beat Arizona, Clemson, Duke, and UNC. Yeah. Um, and then they've uh they have four wins in a row. And they're definitely heating up. Um be on the lookout for them in the ACC tournament. Yep. I think the ACC tournament is probably gonna be my favorite one and my favorite really? tournament to watch because they have ten teams right now at yeah. the top twenty five and and ten right or not not in the top twenty five, but ten right now that would be in the bracket. Yeah. And I mean that's a lot. Yes. <laughs> um and then Virginia Tech also beat Clemson, Duke, UNC, and Virginia, and they've won eight of their last 11 games. Um, I really like the ACC right now and how they're playing just, mm-hmm. like, as a whole. And I really feel like most any of these teams in the ACC have potential to um, – none of my words made even sense in this okay. outline. But they have potential to, to win the tournament yeah. at this point. You got Duke, UNC, Florida State even – um, Florida, State. Florida State's pretty good. Miami can play when they want to, obviously. Um, Notre Dame, Virginia, I mean, all yeah. these teams. And this is why I'm so excited. And I saw a mock. If if they started the ACC tournament today. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Miami would be the three seed. They'd be the three seed because they beat North Carolina last night. Um, NC State's the four seed, I think. 
which kind of surprised me. I didn't expect NC State to be yeah. up there that high. Clemson's the five, I think. Um, but And, like, yeah. Clemson, too, it's just so unpredictable yeah. with all these teams. They're so, yeah. So, with the ACC, they're the team, I think, their tournament is going to be the best to watch. But come tournament time for March Madness, which I'm so excited for our show in two weeks is to dissect the, the, the bracket. bracket. Yeah. Um, any of those teams have the potential to also be upset Definitely. as well because of how, like, just unpredictable they are. And I think that's the definition of, of this season is the unpredictability of it. I, like I mean, that. because it's been – you never know, except for obviously with Villanova, Michigan State, and Arizona um, – not – well, Arizona kind of. And – um who was the team? Kansas, I think. Kansas, I maybe? Kansas. I think I was thinking of Kansas. Okay. But just those teams are so kind of like set, and you kind of figure, well, I mean, it's got to be but a really hard-fought game for them to. But even with them, nothing's given. Yeah, nothing's exactly. Guaranteed. There's no, There are no guarantees, and I think that's why this season has kind of been, I won't say better, but a little more exciting yeah. than in seasons past. Um, But kind of moving. But I think that's what makes a bracket so hard. Oh, that's what's going to make it so hard <laughs> and so much fun this year. But – um, moving forward here a little bit, um, who do you have on upset alert? The one team I think is the most obvious. I think obvious to be on upset alert is Oklahoma. They won't win their conference probably. Yeah. I don't actually not probably. They won't win their conference. No. I'm telling you that right now. Um, but I'd watch for them to be out in the first or second round if they even make the tournament at this point. Yeah. Because how however many is it like eight spots are given like you earn like. Well, they give all the conference champions. I forget how many it is. I want yeah. like 16 or 20-something. They all get uh-huh. in, and then the fate is decided by the committee. The yeah, the committee. committee. Um, but, I mean, Oklahoma, in my mind, is a legit bubble team. Yeah. They need to win games in their conference tournament to get into the NCAA, in my mind, to comfortably feel like they're going to get in. Um, and I'm not sure where they're where they are in the Big 12 right now. I know that one's a little Not more. good. And in the mock bracket I saw, they were 14. In the um, Big 12? No, in the bracket that I just oh, saw. Oh, they're Wow. Yeah, that's – you can't feel good about that and not be one of those mid-major teams. Yeah. Um, if, I don't know, um, Middleton – Middle Tennessee is in the top 25. I think they have them on the 7 line or the 8 line. Right just now? never doubt Middle Tennessee. I love Middle Tennessee. <laughs> never doubt Middle Tennessee. I love Middle Tennessee. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, I think another team that – you can look out for. Um, I do agree with Oklahoma, though, if they get in the tournament. Um, the two powers that be in the Big East, uh, Villanova and Xavier. Oh, yeah. That co- whole conference is not really cannibalized because Villanova and Xavier have kind of pushed themselves to the forefront, even though there have been, like, Creighton is kind of right there nipping at the heels. Um, yeah. And a couple other teams that have really, you know, Marcus Foster from Creighton is a very, very good, good basketball player. Mm-hmm. But St. John's is kind of, getting hot at the right time and can mess around and sneak into the tournament after being pretty bad early in the year. And there are a few other teams out there. Butler, um, who beat Villanova earlier in the year, could sneak around, can, you know, hang around, sneak into the tournament possibly. But, I mean, I think Villanova and Xavier are the two teams. Even though Jalen Brunson is so good, um, Xavier is so good, um, and Jalen Brunson for Villanova is – he's so, so good. I, I really like Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. But um, he's just a flat-out winner. He's one of those guys you can say he's a winner. Yeah. Don't know how good of a pro he's going to be, but he's a winner. But um, just these are two teams that I think have the potential to struggle um, when in March and when the NCAA tournament gets here potentially and possibly get upset. Also, um, the whole Big Ten, you know, they're playing their conference tournament this weekend. Yep. And so 
I know there are a couple teams there, Purdue, Michigan State. I think Purdue, I think it'll be Purdue and Michigan State in the championship. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> but I know there are a lot of people there that we like. Yeah. Um, but that, with the tournament, their tournament being played at Madison Square Garden so early, there's a potential for rust, a rust factor to set in. So the first weekend of the NCAA tournament could be crucial. And if one of those teams is playing, some of those teams are playing in, you know, I'll say 7-8 matchup, that's a toss-up anyway. But if some of those teams are playing in a, you know, a 13-3 or a you know a fifteen two. That could be potentially disastrous yeah. for for a t- for a team and for them going forward. So I think those are some. And then also I have all the blue bloods on here. Really, yeah, Kansas. Um, I like for SEC. I like either Tennessee or Auburn. Yeah. Um, ACC. It really could be anyone. But the three that I would watch out for are obviously going to be UNC, Duke, and Virginia. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I mean, you kind of have to give them give it to them mm. at that point, but. This is why I'm so excited for the ACC tournament next weekend yep. because all of their teams are heating up at the right time yep. and they all show that potential. Yep. Um, and for the Big Ten, I like uh, Michigan State, but also I think it could be, be Purdue. Be yeah. So also um, another team in the ACC, Virginia Tech. You talked yeah. about them earlier as being a team that's getting hot at the right time. Who knows? I mean, they're yeah. they're kind of polarizing. You don't really know what you're going to get from them all the time, but. Who knows? Yeah. Anything can happen. And then don't count Kentucky out because... Oh, no, never, but... Don't... They're not the favorite right now, but yeah. don't look up in three weeks because they might be. Um, but we're going to step yeah. away and take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we got the closing bell for you guys um, before we have to get out of here a little early tonight, so stick around and we'll be right back. What's up, guys? We're back. This is He Said, She Said on WGUR 95.3, live from Milledgeville. Um, last little bit here before we get out of here in just a few minutes. Uh, closing bell... Um, Starting stock up for me, um, something that kind of talked about a little bit, but something I'm just going to touch on again, the NBA. They're beginning to discuss things, beginning to try and spice things up, um, make things more intriguing. Last week, Adam Silver said they consider the 1 through 16 seeding. This week um, said that it's not something that could happen this year, maybe not even, probably not even next year, but they're re- willing to think about a tournament for the lottery. And I think that would be awesome if you could play it in the week you know, give players from the regular season a week off before the actual postseason starts, the one, one through 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but then give, but let those teams just go on and start playing the next week and just play it a full week and play single elimination and get it over with. I think yeah. that's it, really fun. That'd be a lot of fun. I would enjoy it. I think the masses would enjoy it because it's more meaningful basketball. And I don't think more, like, I don't think more meaningful basketball is a bad thing. Just like in the college football playoff, the argument. Again, I know the argument against it is that it cheapens, cheapens it if you ex- extend it to more teams, but I don't think that more meaningful football is necessarily a bad thing. Now, there yeah. are negative drawbacks to it, don't get me wrong, but I don't think more meaningful that the more you meaningful games you have in a sport, basketball, football, soccer, baseball, whatever, it's not a bad thing, I don't think. It's a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a stock up this week just because, like, I don't know, there's just been so much controversy um, but one thing I am stocked down on is just like the NCAA in general yeah. um, and and not having a better solution for this. Um, and then also, I don't really think I like how the NIT is or the new rules are being going to be experimented with during the NIT tournament because these teams are going from playing the, this entire season of basketball with these rules and then to be like, hey, you have a whole week to adapt to these rules and then we're going to play with all and these then rules. Also, how do you practice like that? I mean, I guess you yeah. come, those guys have to come in and like re lay the flooring or do the lines again. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure how that exactly would work, but yeah. 
I mean, and it just kind of like messes up plays, and because ev- spacing is so crucial on plays that it's like, well, we can't run Oklahoma or we can't run UNC, like we can't run these plays because just nothing works anymore. So yeah. it's just kind of like resurfacing, I guess. And and I think to you should experiment with those, like I don't know, like. There's not really a college basketball preseason, though. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. With scrimmages, maybe? Like, if teams scrimmage or... Open up... Give them a preseason window. Yeah, do something like that. But I don't think a tournament is is the time or the place to experiment. I don't... Unpopular opinion. I don't mind it. I don't mind it so much because it's not the NCAA tournament. But I can can see where you're coming from there. Because spacing is a big thing. And at this point, guys understand, okay, I need to get to X spot to do this, X, Y, and Z. And, well, that spot's still there. But it's not the same angle. It's not the same mm-hmm. r- route to get to set this screen or to come off a screen or whatever. I got to run along. Not it's not like they're widening the court. You don't have to run a longer way. But I'm used to setting the screen right outside the lane, and or I got to come across the lane and, and receive the screen to get open. Well, I got to come farther because the lane's wider. Or I got to you know go farther up to catch the ball because yeah. it's a three point shot or whatever. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, Saying there, but stock down for me. I'm stock down on a couple guys that I really like. Jay Jay Williams and Jalen Rose, two ESPN guys. I love Jalen Rose. Love Jalen Jacoby. Um, mm-hmm. Love Jay Williams as a game day analyst as well. They're saying these guys should boycott the NCAA tournament. Why? I mean, a lot, for a lot of <laughs> what these are we guys, gonna accomplish? For a lot of these guys, I get that you're saying, oh, okay, I'm not gonna, not gonna get hurt. Gonna make a couple meal. For Marvin Bagley, it doesn't matter. For um, Miles Bridges doesn't matter for Michael Porter Jr. doesn't matter. It may be smarter for these guys to actually not play. If yeah. you want to be completely honest about it. But what about the guy who the the guy who last year like Donovan Mitchell, who had a decent showing in the tournament? You know, the more the more you get yourself out there, and the more exposure you have the opportunity to get, the more opportunities you have to have a big game, and also the more reps you get do playing basketball. So you get to Practice essentially practice more. I mean, yeah. you get to do it. That's the only way I feel, I feel like my philosophy is the only way to get better at a sport is to play and to do it yeah. and to get out there and do it. So, I mean, my other thing is these guys had the opportunity to sit out. Why didn't they? Why didn't they make a statement yeah. when they were in college? For Jalen Rose, it's the exact same outcome if you do play as if you don't play. Yeah, you don't win a national title because Chris Weber calls tries to call a timeout. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, my other stock down, um, Zaza Pachulia. I don't know if you saw him fall on. I, fall I don't on. know if this is as dramatic as people are trying to make it be. See, okay. Because Zaza is clumsy. He's a clumsy guy, and he was a hawk, and I loved him as a hawk. And <laughs> he was my favorite when Joe Johnson left. I liked him as a hawk. But <laughs> Zaza has turned to this dirty guy now, and I don't like it. I mean, okay, I get that Nick Young's foot got him behind the knee. Okay, that's a thing. But if you fall, if someone gets you there and you start falling, you don't turn and fall hip first. I agree with, I believe it was Nick Wright who said it. You don't turn and fall hip first. You're going to throw your hands out and try to catch yourself at least. Especially if you're going straight down. You don't fall hip first, Zaza. But I'm Zaza. I'm personally my beef is with him, number one. I'm not gonna say that the league needs to handle it because he didn't really do anything wrong in terms of league rules, but his, Russ's teammates need to handle it. He's the reigning MVP. He's the guy on that team, the alpha, if you will. Um when the Bulls were there and you saw somebody take a crack at, at their guy, Michael Jordan, their MVP. Dennis Rodman was there. Scottie yeah. Pippen wasn't going to have that. Uh, Ed Neely, another guy for the Bulls, they brought in to kind of be the enforcer. Um, the last great enforcer in the NBA was Kendrick Perkins, I think, when he was with Boston. And a little bit with OKC, they kind of put him they put him in there and just throw a hard foul if you hit Kevin Durant too hard or whatever. But, I mean, yeah. I personally think that we need more enforcers. And I'm talking to Steven Adams. 
I love Steven Adams. If it were Steven Adams versus a grizzly bear, I'm taking Steven Adams in that fight. <laughs> um, I think he's just a massive human being, to be completely honest with you. Um, but, I mean, there has to be some some retribution and some payback when a guy takes a shot at your star like that. If you do it at Golden State, you fall on stuff like that, you better believe Draymond's headhunting. You yeah. better believe um, David West is headhunting when he gets out there. Yeah. There guys like that. And, I mean, in baseball, you see it. If you do something like that, there's a 90-plus mile-an-hour heater coming behind not at, behind your head when you uh, still get back in the box, and that's yeah. just the reality of the game. And so I think guys getting justice on the court, on the field, is, is great. I love it because it brews this hate amongst the guys that are playing. And when these games are motivated not only by the will to win, but by just clean, old-fashioned hate, that's when you get the great rivalries that you had in the NBA in the the 80s, 90s. You have the Bad Boys versus Jordan. You have, um, you know, Barkley versus Malone. You have Barkley versus Jordan. You have Malone and Stockton versus Jordan and Pippen. You have these great rivalries that we don't seem to have anymore. I know part of it was because free agency wasn't like it was back now back then uh, there's a lot of factors but i think part of it is we got to start guys got to start hating each other again yeah and part of that is the nba needs to re- you know relax a little bit um and you know let these guys sometimes the best way to settle something a, a disagreement is to just let the guys fight mm-hmm. me personally i'm not a big fan of just of breaking up fights number one because you might hit me and then i'm gonna have to fight you <laughs> number two sometimes you can't read. People can't reason. They just gotta fight it out. Yeah. And so I personally am a fan. I'm not saying you need to turn the NBA into a bloodbath again. I'm almost done here. But I think the NBA was at its best when you had those enforcers there who were gonna step up for their teammates and take up for them. And a couple punches might get thrown. Okay. No ejections. No suspensions. We keep playing. Everybody moves forward. I, I don't think it's gonna. You're gonna turn it into a bloodbath if you. If it doesn't become a thing that happens every game. If it's yeah. happening every game, then you got a problem. You got guys going in the stands like Miles in the Palace. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, that starts happening, yeah. we uh, we need to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. But I think the NBA needs to get a little bit of that hard nosed, tough demeanor back of being scrappy and mean and hate flowing throughout the league between these different guys. So that's my spiel on that. Um, Adam Silver, see what you can do about that. See if you can make some of these guys hate each other. Get the media to spread some news about it. I don't know fake what you got to do. Some fake news. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's all we got. Jen's got to go uh, be an intermediate. Ball it All-Star. up. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Um, are you, I'm not going to be here next week. Or you I guys? probably won't be all here. Right, so We're just save it all up. No show next week, but don't worry. The week after, we'll have a lot the for you guys. The full two hours. Yeah, full two hours. We'll be here um, talking NCAA tournament, breaking the bracket down. Um, I'll, I'll be fresh off the uh, Big East tournament, so I'll have some great insight from what I saw there. I think I'm going to either get to see Villanova or Xavier play. So I'd be fine with either one. Yeah, one of the top teams <laughs> I will definitely get to see play in my uh, the whatever the session that I'm going yeah. to. So, yeah gonna be a lot of fun but thank you guys for listening listening this is he said she said signing off have a great week and be sure to tune back in in a couple of weeks when we'll be back here with ncaa tournament